Shut down. Double kill. Triple kill. Aced. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Twisted Trio podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Call Me Not Hog Weber, and today I'm here with Richard Campy Dragon Medina. And we're also honored guest by uh, Caesar Thopoli Salazar. Thanks for having me, guys. What's up, man? How you been? Pretty good. Just chilling. <laughs> how, are, how are you guys? Doing pretty well. So, uh, so Caesar, you've been playing some of that Rek'Sai. Why don't, why don't you tell us uh, tell us about it? The new Rek'Sai. Uh, right now, she's uh, in a weird spot because uh, I like to check on Reddit to see if guides or anything like that, and a lot of people agree that she's really squishy right now. Um, early mm-hmm. and. We really don't mind so long as she scales, but she really doesn't scale that much. It seems like everything just hurts her so easily. And her ult right now is in a really bad place because it's so easily dodgeable, I feel like. And I've seen a lot of people talk about how they're really upset with it as well. And we're hoping Riot will fix it soon. I think they said uh, Medler said he was gonna, they were going to look into fixing it a little bit more and make it more fair. Because right now it's just too easy to dodge. So hopefully we'll see Rek'Sai come back. Yeah, those are those. That's just about rounds out the changes I'm seeing on the PVE. Brennan, you try out any uh, new champions this past week? <laughs> so real quick, I played support in a ranked match, and I got a Kindred AD carry, and I was like, I don't know about that. That seems crazy. Uh, it did pretty well. And then I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And I didn't realize that, like, I was supporting the Kindred, so of course it did really well. Like, that game, I literally carried my face off. And, uh, yeah, so Kindred did carry, it's it's very situational. But they had a fed Master Yi, so anytime he came in, uh, there's nothing I could do. You're, you can't do anything. It's, it took too long to scale. Yeah, and I wasn't getting enough procs on my passive, mm-hmm. so it's a. Uh, it was different. Who were you, who are you I, supporting cool. us? When I was a support, I was barred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I even got like uh, four honorable opponents that game because I carried my face off. Sweet. But uh, yeah, so still testing her out. I, I don't. I haven't taken her jungle, but I'm assuming she's probably going to be the best there. So. Yep, yep. And what about you? Anything uh, crazy? I, I tried out Kindred uh, when I was trying out the 10-band system, which is uh, pretty fun. I tried out Kindred in the jungle, and I think I told you this before, but before her little rework, I was terrible with her. I couldn't do mm-hmm. anything with her like before uh, mid to late game, after you have all your items built and it doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but her, her new kit, because you could actually drop her W a little bit of a distance in front of you, it was really easy to, uh, get early ganks and everything. I was able to gank top like three or four times and come away with at least two or three kills. Um, 
as far as her new stacking goes, I think it's a little slow. There were instances, and I also think it's a little bugged because there were instances where I would like kill the Rift Scuttler and I knew that the Rift Scuttler was the mark, but I wouldn't get a stack from it. And then there was a moment where I saw that the Morgana in mid lane was getting caught out. So I clicked on her right before I entered mid lane and the, my passive stopped like it, the animation didn't complete on switching over to her, her. So when the kill went through, I didn't get a stack. Yeah. You, you have to like, uh, preemptively activate it and not be in combat. Well, I know that, but I did preemptively yeah. activate it before I was in combat, but because it oh, didn't okay. complete its animation, uh-huh. I didn't get yeah, a stack. I, I did notice uh, when I played Kindred Eddie Carry that uh, Baron was on the field and Baron was marked before. So the second Baron was up, but it wasn't marked. Another camp on the red side was marked. The yeah. Gromp was specifically. I yeah. thought that was interesting. When when I uh, when I was testing her out in practice tool, there was a moment where one of her marks popped up in Tribush in bottom. Ooh. Yeah, so I think I think that's a little bugged right now, and I also think that um, the way that the range, like all of all the other stuff, like the way her Q stacks and the way her W stacks and the way her um, E stacks, that's all good. But I think the way she obtains range is too slow right now, or it's too uneven. It's like you get like these weird bursts, like, oh, I got four stacks, I get an additional 75 range, then I get another four and I get 25. I feel like it needs to be like a set amount per stack. Like you get, hey, you get 10 range per stack, and it should stack Mm -hmm. up that way. I think that would be a little bit more um, fair to work with, and it it would be much more effective on you early on. Granted, I was... doing pretty well with ganks early on before i even hit four stacks so it wasn't bad but once i hit four stacks it was really hard to get any stacks beyond that because when late game came because of my build i was just getting shredded mm-hmm. so very yeah. cool well uh cool well now that we we talked a little bit about last week's episode let's get into <laughs> this episode so this, this week episode. we're gonna be talking about the LCS week one. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So we're going to start in EU. We're going to go really briefly over EU, if you guys uh, are okay with that. Uh, go for it. Uh. So the first day was Thursday, June 1st. It was uh, H2K versus Splice for H2K 1-2-0, pretty handedly, uh, as I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, next was Fnatic versus uh, Misfits, Fnatic 1-2-0 as well, and Pretty much destroyed them. Reckless is a beast. And so then the following day, Friday, June 2nd, was day two. Uh, Rocket versus G2. This is G2's favorite, two to one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was the G2 roster where they had three subs, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. To the two Koreans, the top three. So top lane, jungle, and mid lane were all out. The yeah, two they, Koreans were they all- home. In Korea, and Perks was sick, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. That is what happened. Yeah. And Rocket took it to them game one, and then G2's like, now let's show you how we play. And they've pretty much done it, which is crazy to have three supports or 
three <laughs> three bench players come in and still yeah, win. Three sub players. Subs, yeah. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Not sub players. Bench. Yeah, it's crazy. They're bench players. Come on. <laughs> and then uh, the next game was uh, Unicorns of Love versus Vitality. Unicorns dominated two zero. Then uh, the next day was Saturday, June third. This is day three. Uh, H2K played uh, Mysterious Monkeys, and H2K won 2-0. Really? Next is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from what I take, Mysterious Monkeys, it's not Orihan level, but it's probably Giants level of skill, which is... Uh, it's the beginning of the split. I'm not going to put that on them that they're that bad. I'm going to say that right now it's early on, and they're probably still jiving as a brand new team. So yeah, I mean yeah, because they literally were thrown in together. Uh, or is that Nizit? I mean, just think if someone in the first week of NALCS, someone called Cloud Nine, the new Oriham. <laughs> hey man, hey man, <laughs> hey man. <laughs> pulling out my heartstrings right now. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, then the next game was Fnatic versus uh, Ninjas in Pajamas, where Fnatic took this two zero. Uh, did you guys have anything to say on any of these games? Um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, G2 is going to win, so I don't, that's it. (laughs) That's it for EU. Uh, Unicorns of Love is going to come in close second, followed by, I'm going to guess it's going to probably be H2K, but it could be Fnatic coming in with Dominance. Um, that's my thoughts. It just, it's it's interesting because G2 and Fnatic are in the same grouping, so. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about, about I'm talking about who's going to Worlds. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, I've got nothing to add about it right now. Yeah, it's pretty much like a last split where there's like three or four definitive top teams, and the rest are just whatever. So, I was cool. hopeful. Um, I was hopeful for uh, Rocket at the end of the last split. So maybe they'll end up surprising us and actually like make it to the final three. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Rocket went on. It was a six. Six game winning streak or seven? S- seven, okay. Yeah. But then you take away their mid laner or their jungler. So now that all that cohesion is gone, that whatever they were building up is gone. Yeah, because they have a uh, pride stalker in there now. So they're going to need a little bit to mesh too. And from what I heard, his his meta isn't this meta. So <laughs> oh, you mean needs- his meta isn't the professional meta? <laughs> Oh, I mean, he he, did, he was dominant in the Rengar Kha'Zix era. Oh, what? Where... You mean a guy named Pride Stalker? Is he was <laughs> dominant in the Rengar Kha'Zix era? I mean, what? You think, right? Like, <laughs> oh, it's you know, I'm hopeful for Rock Rocket still because uh, essentially because their logo is dope. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> it's just because you want sweet ass merchandise, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's sweet ass merchandise. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored right, by so... Rocket. Um... <laughs> oh, so, do you want to you want to finish that bit or? Nope. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, as the group stands, uh, Group A, uh, because everyone played an odd assortment of games, this is a little skewed. So. Group A, first place is Fnatic with uh, two wins, zero losses. Second place is G2 with one win because they only played one game. And then uh, third place is a tie for 
three people. Uh, Misfits, 0-1, Ninjas in Pajamas, 0-1, and Rocket, 0-1. And then Group B is pretty much the same way. You have H2K in the top, two wins, zero losses. UOL, one lens, one, one, lens, one win, zero losses. Uh, then you have a three-way tie of Splice, Vitality, and Mysterious Monkeys, all 0 and 1. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now let's come back to the great American side, where everything is so much better. <laughs> we actually have things to talk about. Okay, I could do this. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I don't... I don't want to talk about this game, so if you want to start it off. uh... (laughs) All right, so uh, the first game to start us off for the NALCS 2017 Summer Split was C9 versus CLG. Um, So CLG was flexing that new muscle known as Dardock in the jungle, and I, you know what, Uh, I listened to our last week's podcast brennan and you were actually really excited for this change to clg mm-hmm. uh-huh and uh do, do you still hold that that same feeling i do i did it <laughs> in a sense because what well, like the thing the thing not only cloud nine but tsm the thing that north america lacks is an early game and if we ever want to do anything remotely well at worlds we need to sure up some kind of an early game. And Cloud9 was like a big a big reason why they lost is their early game. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have one. And if you don't have an early game, there's no way you can compete against these other teams who are really good at team fighting as well in the mid and late game. So something like this to shake it up is, is super good. I hope, I hope Cloud9 learns from this and kind of like develops an early game strategy as well. Um, but, yeah. but Dar- Darshan or Darshan Darshan played really well with Dardock there. So yeah, but I'm I'm happy that you took that stance because I agree with you. I actually think it's healthy for Cloud Nine that they actually went zero and two this first week, and I think spoilers. I think Jeez. this. Okay, come on. Who who doesn't know <laughs> this by now? It's all sure. over the news. Um, but I think this is actually healthy for them as a developing team i think this is actually gonna uh push them over the top as this split goes on but anyway let's talk about this first match so in top lane we had ray as galio versus darshan as gragas a little tank wet noodle fight up there um in the jungle we had contracts on olaf versus dardok on lee sin lee sin is a major pocket pick for dardok so they let that one slip um and then in the mid lane, you have Jensen on Oriana, and you have Huhi on Talia. Uh, Talia is kind of like that backup pick for Huhi, which, so he's kind of strong on her, but he's not. It's no Aurelian Soul. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like Jensen uh, held his own with his Oriana, even though he's not really known for her. Um, what? For Oriana? Yeah. He's an Echo Man. Well, he, well, yeah, he's known for his echo, but I mean, like, I, he, I, I, I don't know the stats, but he's literally played so many Oriana games. Just because Oriana is like the safest pick you can go on blue side, especially are, last season. Are we are we talking about solo queue? or Are we talking about in professional? Professional, bro. Because I always saw Caesar, him you taking. You need to hop in on this, dude. You need to back me up. <laughs> well. Um, I've mainly seen Jensen on uh, Syndra. Yeah, generally. Boom. I Thank feel you. like that's like a really strong pick. 
Thank Echo you. as well, but um, I was just about Oriana, to say. Yeah, like, uh, but uh, but Oriana is also like a really good pick for every mid laner. I feel like they all have skills. I agree with, with you, but when I think Jensen, I think three things. I think Echo, I think LeBlanc, and I think Syndra. Those are the three things I think when I think Echo or when I think uh, Jensen. So anyway, let, let's move on to our ADCs before we get caught up in this. So uh, we're still on the first match, guys. We've got a lot to go. Um, so and then we had Sneaky on Varus, and we had Stixe on Caitlyn. And then finally, uh, Smoothie rocked his Lulu while Aphromoo took Karma. Um, so let's let how how did this uh first round go brennan not oh the first the very first game yeah very um, first game it went pretty decent uh dardock didn't really get going in this game uh he ended two six and three on his lisa and his signature pick um and pretty much what happened was contracts was olaf and he had Galio in the top lane with Ray, and pretty much Olaf would just ulti in and just go and just go, and then Galio would ulti on top of him, which is a devastating thing, especially when you have uh, Sneaky and Smoothie on Varus and Lulu who can just you know clean up pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it was a very devastating team fight, and I was kind of upset that they didn't try to go back to this, but. Um, but yeah, so pretty much Darduck got first blood on Jensen, which is a 3v1 mid, which is you, you can do to Jensen because he's very highly gankable. Uh, another thing was who he played Talia in this, and he had some questionable plays, especially the one where he ultis bottom lane. He ultis to bottom lane to like cut off Cloud9 and start a fight, but he jumps off on the side with Cloud9. So now he is completely isolated from the rest <laughs> of his team and all Cloud9, and they just pretty much destroy him real quick. Yeah, okay. So it definitely not a really in soul level, but uh, I'm sure he'll get there. But yeah, he, he didn't... It was, very, it was a very interesting pick. Um, so yeah, and they won within 30... They won at 37 minutes, almost 38. So that's a pretty good win. Um, not really much you can take away from this from either team i don't think uh the next couple of games you can though so yeah all right so uh caesar did you have anything to say about this match uh no i'm yeah. i'm all right right now <laughs> i don't have <laughs> things to say about the other matches though okay um so let's move on to game 2 um so they that first match was a definitive uh win for cloud9 right uh yeah kind yeah, of yeah pretty much it, yeah i mean yeah um so, they could have easily lost it in one team fight but yeah they definitely pulled it through so so now we have game two and uh so on uh, so let's start off with uh top lane darshan on renekton we got ray on jarvan four that's a that's a favorite pick of ray i'm pretty sure they're probably going to end up doing a pocket pick video of ray on jarvan four um, and then yeah. you have Dardoch on Gragas, and you have contracts on Lee Sin. Um, little reversal of roles there. Dardoch's still pretty skilled on Gragas, and I know that contracts can do really good things on that Lee Sin also. Um, 
Huhi now on Oriana, and then Jensen on Syndra, because that's what you do into Oriana. You try to kill her as fast as possible with your one-click ultimate. Um, and then finally, the, the bottom lane started to get a little interesting. You still have Sneaky on Varus, and you still have Smoothie on Lulu. But now you have the new kids on the block. You have Stixe on Zaya, and you have Aphromoo on Rakan. Um, there were quite a few highlight plays by these two on these two champions. Like, really using mm-hmm. really using the little bit, the very small amount of extra ability to their advantage. So, why don't you walk us through? Oh, should we talk about the bans in this, in this match? Um, it was Elise, Olaf, Shen, Fiora, and LeBlanc from CLG, and it was Zach, Galio, um, Kennen, Kha'Zix, and Ivern from C9. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so a, a recurring theme for this is uh, what this patch is uh, specifically is Zach is always a red side ban, um, just because he's so strong right now. Mm-hmm. I think this is the. I believe they're playing on the patch where he wasn't nerfed yet. Is that correct? I'm not sure. Yeah, so this they're playing after his uh, mid-patch update, but before 7-Eleven's little bit of nerfs that fell on him. Okay, yeah, because in basically every single game, he's uh, banned or picked. Yeah, so. because he's strong. Um, yeah, so for this game... This was uh, definitely a slugfest. It went 41 minutes and 38 seconds. Um, pretty much, Stixe got first blood on Sneaky because Aphromoo's Rakan is fucking beasty. Um, the things I took away from this was I was listening to some of the comms they had, and uh, Dardock has this, this little mindset where he literally talks way too much about nonsense. And I heard other people said it too that Alfremu pretty much is like, yo, you're talking too much, you need to stop. But in this game specifically, he they're going to dive mid lane, Syndra, uh, Jensen. And Dardock is constantly saying, Syndra no flash, Syndra no flash, Syndra no flash. So the whole team like piles in there and Syndra immediately flashes out. Like <laughs> like that's that's terrible information to be given in a, a team. Like, especially on this level. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they still killed her. And they still got the tower for it. But, I mean, s- stuff like that, that's... Uh, if that went another way, the team could have easily retaliated against Dardock. And then Dardock would have just got tilted, you know? <laughs> so, it's just it's just things like that that, like... It's like, oh, that's very intriguing. Um <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and then the winner of this game was pretty much Stixe. Uh, they all went top lane, and he was playing Zaya. And practically, he got a four-man Zaya ulti. Mm-hmm. And as With soon as e. he threw... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, the sad part is Ray jumped in as Jarvan, and he jumped on top of her to give her like her, the first person. Uh-huh. So it was easily a four-man. And just just the return damage just nuked all these people. And, uh, yeah, they pretty much lost after that. One thing I did want to highlight, though, is Contracts had a very 
amazing play. If it would have worked out, it would have been amazing. <laughs> he's going to die. He's literally one hit away from death. He's playing Lee Sin. He's running up top lane, and he sees Oriana is following him. And there's someone else there. I can't remember who it is at the time. It was but, it was Dardak? Okay. It was the Gragas where he um, smites and then he kicks, but then he's yeah. too quick to react, yeah. Yeah. So what con- yeah, so basically what he's saying is there's a there was a minion in the in between contracts and Oriana, and Oriana was pretty low where she could easily be bursted if you did the combo right. So what he did is he threw the Leeson Q towards Oriana and smited the minion to make sure <laughs> that the the Q connected. And he tried to dash and he kill her. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out, but I was like, man, that would have been so hyped that that worked. <laughs> um, but I mean, just like just like him thinking of that gives me like a lot of hope for upcoming contracts. You know, like he's going to be a star. I hope. Um, but yeah, any anyone else have anything on this game? I'm gonna let you take it, Caesar. All right. Uh, so I think. Um... Well, oh, I have a question for you. What do you think cost them the match mainly? Was it like the picks, um, some of the plays, the focus on some of the lanes? I think it's I think it's Ray, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's super aggressive, especially on his Jarvan. Hmm. Um, I feel uh, I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. just it, they play they play so much different when impacts in there. I don't want to say it's Ray hmm. specifically. It's definitely a team thing. But it seems like they are more solidified when Impact is in the lineup, whereas when Ray's in there, it's like almost like a clusterfuck. They're so. kind of just playing with him rather than working with him, I feel like, yeah. But I totally yeah. agree about Ray. Um, not being the huge issue, but definitely he was a huge... He was a factor into, like... And maybe also the J4 pick. I don't know. It seems, a, it seems really weird to me when they got the Zaya... And, you know, I'm, um, I, mean, I don't remember what exactly when they picked in the Ori, you know? Like, you could just easily, you're trapped in there with them. So I'm or looking, you trap anyone else with them, you can just hold. I'm looking yeah. at the uh, the builds for all the champions on both sides, and it looks like Gargoyle Stoneplate has become the new favorite amongst yeah. pro players, because I'm seeing four completely built across the board. So in this in this match alone, you have Renekton with a Gargoyle Stone Plate. You have uh, <laughs> you have Jarvan with a Gargoyle Stone Plate. Now, mind you, to me, these two are damage dealers. These aren't really CC bots. So giving them something that'll give them more health but less damage is sounds a little questionable to me. Um, aside from, but I mean, granted, you do get that awesome passive of getting 80 armor and magic resist anytime you're in a team fight. And then you have. Well, I mean, you, you gotta look at it like, alright, so Renekton's combo, right? He dashes in, he stuns, he cues, he dashes out. Mm hmm. That's, so if he's going onto a carry in the middle of a team fight, he's going to dash in, blow all of his cooldowns, activate Gargoyle Stoneplate. So now while his cooldowns are coming back online, He's taking reduced damage. He's taking like it's yeah. He's taking reduced damage, and he would have more health. But the thing is, once his cooldowns come back up, Gargoyle's Stone Plate will still be up because I think it lasts. How long does this last for? Sixty reduces the damage active on it by sixty percent for 
four, oh, four seconds. Okay. Yeah. That's not that's not too bad. So yeah. Yeah. All right. You make your you you make good points. Um, yeah, because because honestly, if you think about it, Renekton's going to jump in on say your eighty carry. What are you going to do? You're going to instantly try to burst him and try to get him off of your eighty carry as soon as possible. So he activates a Gargoyle Soul Point because he's already around three or more members. And <laughs> he's going to be super tanky. He already blew all of his cooldowns, so the reduced damage doesn't matter to him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this... I will say that the the way this fight turned out, or the way that this match turned out, um, I was a little surprised, right? So I'm I'm watching this and I see that oh Stixe picked Zaya and Aframu picked uh picked Rakan. How is this gonna go? And I see that they have this really healthy bottom lane. Um You have Ray with that with that Jarvin and he's not really doing much aside from picking up the assist here and there, and he lost lane. Right? He lost lane to uh Renekton earlier on against Darshan. Uh, that last fight that happens. Why don't you walk us through the last? Uh, you you already kind of gave like this quick preview, but uh, what was the key thing in that final fight that really just brought it home for CLG? Uh they just they grouped they grouped up on Azaya. <laughs> she fucking ulti. It's not even the ulti, but I mean, like it spread across everyone. It's the return damage. It just it's the return, yeah. It chunked everybody, and and then she has that little passive where uh, her W, and she does this like little extra damage to it, and she just just raped everybody. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, literally, it was it was a uh, everybody on Cloud Nine died, and everybody was alive on on CLG. Yeah. it was that. It and was it that was massive. it was it was game set match. I'm sorry, I'm trolling a little bit because I'm just like I'm making you relive this. Over and over. Oh, and over. I see what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. So, so Brennan, why again did Cloud9 lose? Uh, <laughs> suck. Jeez, is that what you want me to say? So, so even though this this game was uh, pretty fast paced, it still went to 41 minutes. So I think yeah. I think it was this match was still pretty close. No matter how, definitely, yeah, yeah, this was definitely the slug match. I, I think, I think Cloud Nine, honestly, like even though they went zero and two, it's not like they ever showed like a sign of like you know being like yeah, one of the de- bottom three. They did. Like they that. definitely didn't show anything. TL basically, they weren't <laughs> TL or anything. <laughs> yeah, no one. They definitely didn't show where they left where they left off last split, uh, but they definitely aren't bottom of the pack. So. Like I'm pretty sure they'll be able to get it back once Impact probably comes back and, oh, yeah. and Ray start talking again. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, he he was in the studio, but they did. They already started scrimming with Ray. Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. They had, so they wanted they him a little more time with, off. Yeah. They wanted they wanted Impact to be in full form for next week, so they they just wanted him to rest up. Um, That's cool. Then. So let's let's move on to match three. And uh, I got a quick question for you after I go through this roster, okay? I got it for both of you. Um, And so, on Cloud9, 
In top lane, we have Ray on Kennen. CLG, we have Darshan on Gragas. In jungle, we have Contracts on Kha'Zix. Pretty strong pick still. And we have Dardok on Lee Sin. We have Jensen on Ari. We have Huhi on Aurelian Soul. We have Ash on, or we have Sneaky on Ash. And we have Stixay on Caitlyn. Finally, in the support role, we have Smoothie on Lulu. Again, three matches as Lulu for Smoothie. He's going to be a very good Lulu player. <laughs> very good. Uh, and then fi- and we have Afrumu on Bard. Now for my question. If you were to deny CLG two <laughs> bands, two, two picks that they could possibly have, who would you ban? I mean, if you if you really think about it, it's definitely Dardox Lee Sin. It's his pocket pick. So, um... <laughs> uh, I think he's trying to get at the whole entire oh, alien oh, soul. You, you mean you mean the, the his uh, godlike dragon? Oh, oh, and the bard from the Afro. <laughs> Honestly, if you look at their team, uh, Darshan, I think Gragas is like his most outstanding uh, champion. He definitely knows the limitations of it, and he plays it super well compared to like say like his poppy or he just uh, has so many great old snap match um combined with uh bard like bard yeah. would just um ult and then he would just bring them back in you know and just one shot them yeah <laughs> like, so great. was there was there any like major face palming going on uh on cloud nine side when they realized that they let really and soul get through I wonder, uh, honestly, I wonder if it's like uh, a strategy of Cloud9 to see how strong it is. Because you know. No one should see how strong who he is with Aurelian Soul or how good Aphromoo well, is with Bard. Yeah, but, uh, but Aurelian Soul is a team fight or he's a team oriented mid laner. Yes. You need an entire team who understands everything about him. And who did they just add to their lineup? Dardoch. So I wonder if they were just testing whether or not Dardoch has integrated enough with them to understand uh, how to play an Aurelian Soul um, team comp, if that makes sense. But who but, he on Aurelian Soul does not need Dardoch to be successful. Uh, no. I mean, he had 11 assists. I mean, he definitely was a major factor in that game. No, so. Dardoch was a major factor, no <laughs> doubt. What I'm saying is who he with Aurelian Soul can be successful without a Dardoch. It could have been any freaking jungler there. It, it didn't have to be Dardoch. It, and who he still would have roamed. He still would have gotten random kills. He still would have facilitated his team across the entire map. Like, the, you don't let him have him. That's it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Dardot got his pocket pick. I mean, who he got his pocket pick. Stixay got his legendary Caitlyn that he was known for at MSI. Like, and Aphromoo got barred. Like, I mean, this literally, these are all S plus tier champions for each of these players. So, And the, the only thing that surprises me more than the choice not to ban out Aurelian Soul in Bard from CLG 
is the fact that this match actually went for 53 minutes. Almost 54 minutes. Because I'm looking yeah. at the scoreline and everything like that, and it seems like CLG had quite a lead the entire yeah, but they time. Played, they played so scared. Like uh, It literally seemed like their win condition was to grab Baron and then split push with it. Uh, because when Baron wasn't up, they didn't make any moves. Like it literally took them forever to push down every single lane. Okay. Um, and and a lot of that probably is with Dardock in there. I mean, well, let, who let's knows? give us give us the play by play. Give us the play by play of the of the match. This is the final match, and I know that you probably like you had a lot of notes to be had. Nope, I, I didn't know, man. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll just give you like my little thoughts about it. Uh, first things first, Contracts got first blood on Aphromoo. He went bottom and killed Bard. Mm-hmm. It looked really good for Cloud9. I was like, hell yeah, we got this. Um, Ray, super underwhelming with his cannon pick. He had a lot of nice dodges. Like You can see why this guy is a top-tier player. But in this specific instance, it just it was not good. I mean, he literally had hard, he hardly contributed to a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of this, uh, he's my boy, I love him, but Sneaky's flash was always down. He always yeah. was out of position in this, it, not only in this game, but all of these games. Like, it, his positioning is definitely lackadaisical, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely don't give Huhi a really soul. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. This is just this is just a, a giant slugfest. The the one thing I do want to highlight from this game is another contracts play, and it's not even contracts himself. Did you see the elder dragon steal, or was it just a dragon steal? I don't remember. Anyway, he steals uh, a dragon. Yeah, it was the yeah. dragon steal. Yeah, it was just a dragon. Yeah, I think just it dragon. was an uh, inferno. No, it was an inferno. It was like something else, but he he just W's it. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, apparently the interaction was Dardock smited it. I, I guess it's actually called smote. Like if you smote something, I mean that's what Jet says. Nah. Anyway. So Dardock smote it. I don't like that. Dardock smited it, and there was like three health on it, and contracts already W'd it. Granted, it wasn't even like a um, an evolved W with Kha'Zix. Hit it with his W. And his talisman burned it for three damage and took it. <laughs> like, is that? I literally saw that and I was like, "Yes, Dardock is gonna be so tilted from this. Like, oh, it's gonna be so good." But no, the game went on way too long. And he didn't tilt. <laughs> he didn't tilt. Oh, it's upsetting. Anyway, yeah. Uh, last thing I gotta say is Dardock actually looks really good with this lineup. Uh, he didn't really pop off in any of these games, so. Still waiting for that, but yeah. I definitely like the way they went about it and how Aphrom, who is like reining him in. Yeah. Granted, we haven't seen them be at the very top and then lose, so we don't. We haven't seen all spectrums of Dardock in this particular atmosphere, but so far it looks pretty good. So. All right. Cool, cool. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to be that person, but we need to start streamlining this. So this next matchup, we're just going to breeze right through it, if that's okay. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So uh, no one wa- no one wants to hear about this game. I'm just saying. Immortals versus P1. <laughs> no one wants to hear about Immortals versus P1. I mean, you 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 hit me low, bro. So I'm I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh so immortals versus p1 we have flame in the top lane against uh ziggs on shen flame on jarvan four we have Xmithy on elise and we have i or inori on kha'zix of one of his favorite picks we have pull belter on oriana and we have ryu on ari we have cody sun taking that caitlin and we have uh we have Arrow using Varus, and then finally we have Olay on Lulu, and we have Shady on Karma. Um, so yeah, the, the, take us through it. Take us through it as quick as you can. We're not uh, even okay. going to do bans. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> uh, well, the interesting thing is that they banned Nidalee, so that tells me that Inori's been practicing Nidalee, which might be pretty cool to see. Um, if you can pull but, it off. Right, so anyway, I'm still waiting for Inori to pop off. Anyway, uh, so starts off with Shady gets first blood on Nole as a 2v2 top lane. Um, Inori has questionable plays. Uh, this is referring to he's playing Kha'Zix. He tries to take the inhibitor. He doesn't take the inhibitor, and he needs to run away. He jumps on top of a trap and dies. Like, uh, it's just really interesting. And then <laughs> uh, this game specifically, uh, Xmithy's Elise underformed quite a bit it seemed uh, from this game alone it looked like immortals are just like the same shit tier they were before yeah so and p1 kind of had an idea what they were doing this this first match was kind of like it was kind of like that glimpse back at last split where immortals was at the end of split versus where p1 was at the end of split Mm -hmm. um but then we move on to game two uh, Caesar, did you have anything to say about this game one? Uh, no, uh, I think you guys touched up on it pretty well. Okay. So, game two, we have uh, Zig on Kled, which is a favorite of his. Probably gonna have get its own little pocket pick video. Uh, we have Flame on Renekton. We have Inori on Olaf. We have Xmithy on Elise again. We have Ryu on Oriana. We have Pole Builder on Ari this time. Uh, Cody Sun steps in with Varus, Ole steps in with Bard, and then you have Arrow on Caitlyn and Shady on Lulu. Let's do this. Cool, cool. So, start off. Uh, Flame gets first blood on Inori. This was a weird, like, uh, invade by uh, P1 into the enemy jungle, red side, uh, red buff side. And uh, pretty much what happens is Xmithy sees that they went into the bush and pulls his entire team up there. And then Ole gets a very nice bard cue and stun on uh, Inori, ignites him, and Renekton ends up getting the kill for it. And this is, like, a big thing because uh, Flame just shows Zig how dominant Flame can really be. Like, he really manhandled him (laughs) in this lane. Um, Yeah, pretty much. And that was just before a minion spawn, so... Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, P1's team fights uh, were really uncoordinated. Uh, it still seems like they're still trying to mesh with each other. They don't really know who to follow. And it, it makes sense because they have a lot of uh, internal uh, roster issues still, I think. Um, anyway, uh, Xmithy's still getting caught uh, by warding, which is actually a team thing. Uh, a lot of the casters blame that mostly on you need to have a team to follow up, and if they're not following them, then there's something really wrong. There's no reason why Elise should be blown up uh, in the mid-game 
trying to ward. Like that's that shouldn't happen. No. Yeah, that shouldn't happen at all. Like especially you as the as the jungler, you're the reason why like barons and everything are fought over because you are the deciding factor whether or not your team gets it. So that's just that was just an interesting thing I took up. Um, another thing I wanted to say is Paul Belter is actually like really has really come back. Like this guy is really. I feel like he was at his lowest lows last split, and he's definitely he's not at a high high yet, but he's definitely looks like he could be projected towards there, which he's, is good. He's starting to look like uh, Immortals 2016 Spring Split Pole Belter. That's what he's starting to look like. Yeah, I wouldn't put him quite there yet, but um, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's only week one, so. True. It is only um, week one. Everyone's kind of everyone's kind of rusty. Immortals. They didn't make it into the semifinals or anything like that. So they they've had time to practice and they've probably been playing on this patch for a while. Whereas these other teams or some of the teams that they went up against probably not as much. Um, but mm-hmm. I I just like to fantasize to myself that like after that first game, Paul Belzer went in the back and he was like, I'm going to listen to this. Tr- this uh, Twisted Trio podcast <laughs> episode two, and he was like, he heard me say, "I believe in pole belter that believes in pole belter," and he was like, "I freaking got this!" And he went back out there, and he's like, "Take an Ari, I'm going six and one. Let's do this." And that uh, that same uh, trend. Goes on to the third game. Caesars, did you have any? Did you have any liner notes to drop on this game? Um, I just think uh, Paul Belter did really well. Um, it was really nice seeing him again. Like uh, you guys are mentioning, like kind of getting back to his groove because I always liked Paul Belter. Yeah. Like I got really upset at CLG dropping <laughs> him for who he. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really good to see him. I think he is really trying to step up and be like the primary carry for um for Immortals at least in that early to mid game before Cody Sun really starts popping off. So I and I think it's actually working out pretty well for him. Um yeah. one thing I did want to say about this was uh Ole's Bard uh had a really interesting unique play. Um he was on the by the second tier middle tower in the jungle and as bard mm-hmm. pole belter jumps in with two ulties and initiates the fight is all fighting and then he uses his last charge to go over that wall towards bard mm-hmm. bard i believe he heals him but he has a magical journey from him back to where pole belter just came from that way while everyone else is trying to run back pole belter uses the magical journey goes back and use another set of cooldowns and get gets more kills. Mm-hmm. Like just just uh, being able to place something as critical as a bard magical journey, uh, seeing something like that is really good to see, especially from someone who I really don't care that much about Olay. I mean, he's he's been the Morgana player still in my head, so um, <laughs> it's just nice. It's just nice to see that he he's doing different things, and it's working, so... Hey, man, he, he plays Thresh, too. Come on. <laughs> okay, whatever. He's anyway, a Morgana player. Anyway, let's move on to Game 3. So then we have uh, Flame on Shen. I think that's kind of a favorite for his as far as tanks go. Uh, Zig is on Kled again. 
Like Smithy took Gragas, which we know is a favorite of his. Nori took Elise. We have Pole Belter on Oriana. We have Ryu on Talia. We have Cody Sun on Caitlyn. Arrow on Kogma. Finally, Olay on Karma. And Shady on Lulu. Um, bands aren't important. Let's go into yeah. it. So Pobelter gets first blood on Inori in the 2v2 mid lane. Uh, Arrow's positioning this game and a lot of these games are just god-awful. There's a fight towards Dragon where he's all, he almost kills the Gragas, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't plan ahead to know that Gragas still hasn't thrown his ulti. So as soon as he runs in close enough, Gragas just ulties and Kog'Maw dies like instantly. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible, especially as a Kog'Maw player. I thought he underperformed quite a bit this entire series. Um, it seems like a Smithy, uh, in his comms anyway, he's definitely given this Immortal squad confidence and structure as far as like, um, you know, of what to do, what to think about next. Like he's definitely like making them think proactively of like what they're doing in the moment and what's going to happen next. So that's really good to see, especially for this Immortal squad. And again, Inori doesn't look good on Elise. Like, this isn't this. He needs to learn how to play Elise. Elise is in meta, and it's just not working for him. (laughs) Yeah, he like what got one v one by Olay. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's bad, man. That's yeah. Granted, Olay has some pretty good skill with Karma. I remember. I remember a match where. I want to say last split where he actually ended up picking up first blood and then he picked up the preceding next like two, three kills of that game as karma. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, I want to say he could probably pull off a karma mid if he wanted to, but he's a support. He shouldn't be taking kills. Why is he doing this? But um, yeah, so I saw this map. I know that, or I saw this match, and I n- knew that Pole Belter, he has, uh, he has what I will call a different kind of skill with Oriana. He'll actually wait until he is a, he, he'll wait until he's in a difficult situation with her, and then he'll try to turn it around. Like, he'll try to turn it on its head right there. If he gets dived under turret, he will actually try to play it out to where, um, where even if it's a 2v1 under turret that he's able to put down enough CC and everything to where both don't get away. And last split, he was working on perfecting things like that and a lot of times he didn't pull it off. This split, I think he's had the practice and he actually has the ability to do that now because as we can see, with a record of 9-1-4, and four, he was legitimately the main carry of his team for this match and this match went to uh a length of only 30 minutes this like i i think pole belter has kind of found himself by this point yeah i i I hope so i mean it's it's really good to see so yeah Yeah, part of that is probably like x smithy being part of the group and yeah definitely yeah he, like, he, he, he used to like pressure him. 
you know, soul crushing for Paul Belter. Like, if you guys watch the videos, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything, he would just like straight up call him a pussy, and it's just like really not cool, you know, mm-hmm. your mojo and everything. Just really disheartening. And now it's really good to see the atmosphere has been like really good. So I think it's a really smart move to. I I would love I would love to hear Dardock through comms call Aframu a pussy. Because I know that Aframu would probably be like, okay, let's talk after the game. Let's talk after the match, dude. Wait, you say, <laughs> <motherfucker>? <laughs> oh, uh, so <laughs> while while we're on the Oriana subject, mm-hmm. uh, Cloud9 Jensen played Oriana ten times last uh, last split mm-hmm. and had an eighty percent win rate. Yeah, yeah, like. He best no, best Oriana players for that. Jensen number one with eight wins, nice, and a ten point five KDA. The next was Huhi with six wins and three point one KDA. That's yeah. So yeah, Jensen okay. is definitely an Oriana player. I I am <laughs> wrong. Yes, you are. Sorry, Mister Cloud Nine expert. They should hire you, dude. <laughs> great. It right, wouldn't it be? Yeah, we need to move on. We're we're still like we're where <laughs> we're are so we right fun. now? We're on, we are on again. the next day, Saturday, June third, day two. Yeah, you have CLG versus Team Liquid. Oh man, this was this was this was, was, this was a Team Liquid CLG. dumpster dumpster fire. That's what it was. It was yeah. it was a raffle stomp. I feel so bad for Rainover, and I also feel bad for Golden Glue because. After, I do too. After his first game, they just pulled him, and they were like, "Oh no, 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 no! He wasn't part of our main roster. He was just sitting in for our third seat guy, who is now our first seat guy." Doesn't TL have Link? No, no, TL dropped Link. Right. They dropped Link. Who do they have? Who do they have now? As Lucy, bro. Lucy from teammate. Get that nonsense out of here. Um. Yeah. So, Slushy, what Slushy last played two years ago? Anyway, let's get into it. I'm just gonna run through this real quick, and I just want I want like the the hard and dirty of this because it was terrible. Uh, Darshan on Shen. We have Lorlo on Fiora. If you don't know who is on whose team by now, obviously Lorlo not on CLG. Um. Dardock on Elise, and then we have Rainover on Rengar, which is an old favorite of his. We have uh, Ar- Hui on Ari. We have Golden Glue on Oriana. Stixe on Caitlyn. Uh, Piglet is taking Jin. Yes, he is an 80 carry again. Um, and then we have Aphromoo on Bard once again. And we have Matt on Rakan. Uh, walk me through it, Mr. Weber. Cool. So Lorlo gets first blood on Darshan. It's a 3v1 in enemy jungle. So two minutes in, uh, Darshan goes in to try to steal, I believe it's one of the wraiths, or two of the wraiths, and uh, TL just uh, collapses on him. And the thing that's just like face palming is Darshan is about to die. He's literally one hit from dying. The animation goes through, and he flashes over the wall anyway and still dies. So not only did he give up a kill, he, he d- gave he up his flash. Lost, he gave up his flash. Uh so, I mean, just like Darshan things, right? So, <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, any of these things could literally set Dardock off. Like, Dardock is, like, the easiest tilter, and it's just crazy how he was so in check with these games. Dude, Aphromoo um, put a leash on him. 
I hope so. Like, let's... It, like, after we, like, they probably met in the gaming house the first day, and Darshan was like, or Dardock was like, I'm going to do things my way. And Darshan and Aphromoo were both like, no, you're going to shut up, you're going to do your job, or you're going to get raffle stomped. What, what, is it, what is it when you go into a fraternity house, you have to like... Oh, hazing? Yeah, they probably hazed him. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, uh... So the next thing I want to bring up is in the comms, Lorlo is definitely like their leader figure, which is good to see. Um, but he, the way he's talking and stuff, it's very aggressive and angry. Uh, basically, they get a double kill bottom, I believe it was. And Lorlo literally tries to shut everyone up and says, uh, like, don't get excited. Like, Yeah, no, I heard next. that. I heard that. Don't get excited. Don't get excited. Focus on what's yeah. next. I... Yeah, and that's that's really hard uh, as far as, like, the team leader. If you're supposed to be the shot caller and everyone's talking over you, especially when you have someone like Piglet, who is, like, the one of the biggest egotistical people I know, uh, especially on this team, and it's just, like, that that just sucks, Lorla. Like, Lorla des- deserves a better team. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah. Anyway, going on. Uh, team Liquid has bad positioning in team fights. Obviously, Piglet keeps getting caught. And why? Okay, why did Piglet go to mid lane? Because he was tired of the eighty carry meta, right? Then why did two of his four picks incorporate Jin and Varus, the two eighty carries that were so prominent last split? I don't get that. When when uh, the owner Steve was literally like, "Well, this is Piglet's meta. Like, he just didn't have the right meta." You're, you're a world you're a world class player. Like, you should be able to play in every meta. I'm sorry. You're, and he looks shitty on all of them. Just saying. Like, since when does Steve know what's best for his team? When money's involved. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hang on. I just need to take this call on my HTC phone. <laughs> Uh, it's too good, dude. Um, Memes are good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you have Move on Bard again, so... Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next match. We're, we're, we're sputtering out. The, these these are exhausting. Um, we have Lorlo on Renekton. We have Darshan on Gragas. This is game two, for the record, everyone. We have Rainover on Elise. We have Dardoch on Ivern, which I don't remember seeing him on last split, but... Hey, works for me. We have Golden Glue on Ari. We have Huhi on Syndra. Piglet finally on Twitch, which this is the uh, first time it's been played in uh, for the summer split. I believe this match. Granted, this is only third, like, what, eight games in. We have Stixay on Caitlyn. We have Matt on Karma. And we have Aphromoo on Nami. Run me through it. Okay, so Darshan gets first blood on Lorlo. It's a 3v1 top. Uh, by their tier two tower, uh, Dardoch can play Ivern. Um, that's definitely nice to see. A diverse pick, especially from such an in such a, an aggressive player, he's able to play Ivern, which is a cr- completely different play style. Um, thing that I hope Peanut works on. <laughs> I bet you he uh, hates it. Yeah, I bet, I bet he does. I bet you Dardoch hates playing Ivern. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting thing is this is the game where Darshan is uh, Gragas, and he's able to survive a 3v1 long enough to get a kill out of it. So they dive him, and they all... Uh, I believe it's Elise, and she's fighting him under the tower, 
and he body slams one last time right before he dies, and it procs his Courage of the Colossus, and which kept him alive long enough to get the kill on uh, Elise. So just, like, really good play by Darshan all around. Um, pretty much, uh, as far as Gragas is concerned, it's definitely a Darshan pick now, as well as a Dardoch. So now this is a really nice flex for the CLG lineup. Um, and then even though Piglet went 6-1-2 and two on Twitch, he was super useless this entire game. Like, the only kills he got, it wasn't even because he was overpowered. It was just he was just picking off random people after a fight. Like, he was never in the right place. It doesn't seem like he under... I know he understands how to play Twitch. It just doesn't... I don't know. Maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm salty about Piglet, but he's just super bad right now so he was playing mid lane before man <laughs> yeah that's true that's true and another thing i want to mention is uh golden glue's stats look really bad this game he went 05 and 7 on ari but he was definitely like a facilitator in all these he was actually working really hard to make something happen and yeah he died five times but i mean his jungler died seven times like i mean they were always the ones initiating, trying to go in, and the team just doesn't want to follow up. And it's it's sad to see because I really do like Golden Glue. I really like Rainover, and he's playing like shit. Nah, yeah. he got a pay. He gets a paycheck, dude. <laughs> he went there for the paycheck, and we all know it. Uh, Mister Mister so. Salazar, tell us your thoughts on this match. Uh, bummer because. I know my buddy is in love with TL, and so he's probably really bummed about it, and I already talked to him so, have you so already, much about what's going on. Have you already tried to sell him on like a new team or anything like that? Because he's a big Piglet and Rainover fan, and um, so he really liked Immortals too at the time. Yeah. But um, it's really a bummer to see because it seems like TL didn't know what to do with their leads and they're still stuck in solo queue as a lot of people were saying um lower low was like a huge factor in like just like pushing top lane or staying top lane defending wasting tp just to like make sure top lane doesn't go down and it's just like come on dude like turret at this point has already passed its value you know like just like work with the team and everything but it's really good to see darshan though some you guys mentioned this gragas he's a really good <laughs> with gragas and I don't think we'll see him again. Yeah. On Gragas because... You think he's going to get banned out? Dining. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. I, I mean, after that 1v3, why not? You know, like, why wouldn't you make that decision? <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. TL got dunked. CLG won. They went 2-0 for their... Uh, the weekend. Let's move on to Fox versus Fly. Um... So, yeah, so we can just we can just like streamline this one. Yeah, uh, Fox two O's this one. Yeah. Uh, the new thing to note is Fly Quest has uh, Wild Turtle as AD carry, mm-hmm. and it didn't really work. The one thing I did want to say about this game was, um, yeah, it's an off week for Fox, but uh, I don't think that meme is true anymore because of their the new way that they're scrimming, and the way I can see it is. Uh, their games are a lot quicker than they were last split. And then you see Frogging playing something like... Uh, we'll get to an Echo. And it's just like something like that. 
Frogan played like Lucian. Really yeah, I know, but I'm saying like as far as their the scrim partners and stuff, like mm-hmm. they, I don't think this is going to be the memes where where Frogan they, um, only plays Anivia. Yeah, well, you know how like <laughs> last year or last split it was, you know, if it, is it an odd week, then Fly, and then Fox will win. You yeah. know what I mean? I know. So, I think so yeah. I think that I think those days are long gone. I think Rick Fox has a real handle on how to improve this team. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look at their challenger compatriots in uh, Delta Fox. Those are their scrimming partners, and uh, there's a lot of talent on that on that challenger team. And they're they're essentially were just hired to help this team get better. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the the picks like uh, Lucian mid super good to see. Um, what was bunch the score of on Lucian mid? Lucian mid was eight three and four. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, just just the picks all around are really good. Hold on one sec. Oh, that was weird. Okay. Um, but yeah, they cleanly win this 2-0 pretty yeah. much. Hey, you guys have anything on this on this matchup? Uh, no. No. I like high. I think they could have won without Altec, honestly. <laughs> uh, Team Altec. Who knows? You just call up Altec and just be like, hey man, you need to get someone in on this franchising to make you a team called the Altec Elite. <laughs> Boom, I just gave you a name. I want a million dollars. <laughs> all right so cool, let's cool, move son. let's move on to this next game this one is kind of that pay-per-view match that everyone was waiting for on that uh on that first friday but it, they held it off until saturday it is tsm versus cloud nine um you want me to run through the roster or no nah? nah, nah. <laughs> uh the things to take away from this is uh i honestly think talia is bjergsen's best player uh best champion dude like i agree <laughs> Like, don't give this guy Talia. Like, it's super, it's super crazy. I I agree. Um, so, Bjergsen, I'm I have to guess that Bjergsen builds like full CDR when he plays Talia because I remember a match last split, him chasing someone down lane, and I swear every third step he was taking, he was firing off his Q. Like, every yeah. third step that Talia was taking, every time she made it outside of one circle, she was firing off her Q. Well, I know later in the game, it's pr- it's on a pretty low cooldown. Yeah, it is. It's like um, oh, three yeah. seconds. Yeah. I forgot. On you, 40, you, 40% CDR. You, you, play, you play a lot of Talia, don't you, Caesar? Yeah, Caesar I've been playing a lot of Talia. <laughs> She's really fun to play. Um... And then in uh, match two... The only, the only notable thing about that last one, sorry, is uh, I think Smoothie and Aphromoo are really going to set the standard for how to play Rakan. Uh, I just think that the way they play them are really good. You think so? Yeah. I mean, just just the ability to initiate, hop in and out, just be as disruptive as you can. I, uh, Smoothie did a good job. I am noticing that it seems like pros are kind of deviating away from picking Rakan unless Zaya is also locked in. Yeah. So what that means is ban one, you ban the other. Um, well, the thing is, is they'll play Zaya alone, but they won't play Rakan. So oh, yeah. regardless... Yeah, so if you ban Rakan, it's only because Zaya was already picked, not because Zaya hasn't been picked yet. Uh-huh. So, um, but oh. yeah, I, just another game where C9 is just off in everything they did. 
Yeah. So they they cool. got raffle stomped. This was a clean. It was a clean two zero, right? It's a clean two zero by TSM. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can you can go over game two if you want. Just... Uh, it was it was more or less. Mistakes, yeah. Wait, what do you got to say where about double lift um, went bot lane and then like C9 just made the call to like rapidly go for Baron. Yeah, and then they then they went to go defend on the backside of Baron and left Sneaky alone. He got hit by the Ash ulti and deleted oh, by Cinder yeah. ulti and then like less than one second. And then they literally lost from that one fight because they couldn't come back from that. Yeah, it doesn't look like Sneaky uh, had a very prosperous record on Zaya in this second match. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, another, I, I guess, think he's a great Zaya player. I think, yeah, um, for sure. I'm, I don't know. Maybe maybe Smoothie's not a good rocking player. Now. I think... Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I, don't, I don't... Honestly, if you watched it, I just... I thought Smoothie did so good on rocking. Yeah. Or well, I think... I think Zaya's a little bit premature. I'm... I think uh, when who was that before? It was uh, Cloud Nine. No, CLG. When CLG pulled it out with Stixay and Aphromoo, I think that was more luck than anything. I think pro players yeah, breaking this duo, situational. huh? Yeah, I, that the CLG one is more situational. Yeah, but, oh, but it succeeded. But what I'm saying is, I think right now it's it's a little too premature for any like any pro player to be um rated as being like really good with either of these champions i think i think it's going to be a while before we see someone who we go like okay you can't let them have zaya or you can't let them have rakan because they will dominate this game um let's move on to the next match which was dignitas versus envy okay envy lost okay let's move on <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, I, I pretty really handily. Yeah. About it. <laughs> um, so now we're on to Sunday, and the first match of the day is Immortals versus TSM. And uh, I would love to get in depth on this series, but I think we have already gone really far over time. The important things to pull away from this is Bjergsen should never play Galio ever again. That's not true. I don't, I, I don't think it, <laughs> that was the issue. <laughs> yeah. That. I think I think honestly, Hanser under like severely underperformed yeah. this game. Yeah, he did. He's still tilted from MSI. Yeah, yeah. I feel he, he so, underestimated so Flame. Um, Bjergsen took Galio into Pole Belter's Ari and Ari. It, Pole Belter went off. He he went six one and seven to um, Bjergsen's one two and five. Yeah. I think the choice to pick Galio in the mid lane was a really bad decision. I think had. Galio been left open and maybe Hanser taking him top lane into the Shen. Maybe this would have been a different story had Bjergsen well, taken him. Well, can I say something sure, real quick? Sure, sure. Go ahead. SKTT1's first game back against, I think it was Samsung, mm-hmm. uh, Faker pulled out the Galio mid yep. and lost on it as well. So, yep. And that Bjergsen's was Faker. A North American Faker, man. Nope. <laughs> nope, we are not starting that meme. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the the biggest thing I took away from this, watching, like, Bjergsen just shouldn't, like, Galio shouldn't be played mid. That is my biggest thing with this. 
you should not play Galio mid unless you're playing against LeBlanc mid. I think Galio would be a great pick into a, a mid lane LeBlanc or another kind of AP assassin, maybe like a Fizz, but... I think it holds its own if you want a damage top laner. Uh, you can easily go Galio on the mid lane to be a safe pick. Um, I think that's where they were going with it. But yeah, I think the first match, what happened a lot was a lot of the time it was like TSM like outplaying themselves with a lot of mistakes, like Beerson flashing for a kill, Unleason mm-hmm. who was already gonna die, Xmithy um, like totally not getting respected from Svenskeren getting that um, ulti kick as Olaf. You know, like <laughs> there's just a lot of things that could have been prevented. I will, to like pop off. I will say like that in the in the second match, up. it wasn't Pole Belter that um, that stepped it up. I mean, he did really well. He went two one and seven. He he essentially just didn't die. But Flame went seven zero and three. He carried the crap out of this game. Yeah, and uh, it looks like Ole and Cody Sun really held their own. Very well against the uh, duo of Double Lift and Biofrost. Yeah, Cody Sun is really stepping up. I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, Cody Sun. I feel like has been really stepping up since yeah. last season, where he like everyone was always just like Cody Dunn, Cody Run. You know, like <laughs> those memes and everything. I um, think, dude. He's I really proven that he's he's now much better than like what everyone is given. I think Cody Sun and Olay, their duo lane was the fastest improved thing on Immortals last split. I think they stepped up their game to where they could actually uh, face off against these other like top tier teams a lot sooner than Pole Belter did in mid lane and a lot sooner than Flame could do in top lane. So, cool, cool. And now they're just like kind of sitting in it. They're just like, yeah, we're we're doing good things now. Um, so on to this next dumpster fire. Which yep. was Envy versus P one. Envy wins two one. Uh, P one just. I'm happy they're... for Envy, by the way. Uh, getting a win this early, yeah. yeah. Pyrian looks really good. Uh, I really do like the addition of Pyrian. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. He shouldn't so. play LeBlanc, or he shouldn't play Talia. He should play LeBlanc. He shouldn't play. I Talia. mean, his oh his no, Talia he did really good on Talia on in the first one. Yeah. Huh? I mean, the bigger thing is uh, Ryu went uh, zero and six as Oriana. Yeah, Ryu uh, went off as LeBlanc in that second match, and oh no, P one P one won that second match. Let's go to this third one. I I do have to say that this is the one in game two. Uh, Envy is pretty much the only team this week that got to play Zach mm-hmm. and Lyra got to play it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just not a Lyra champion. He went two, five and seven yeah. and they lost on it pretty handily. So, um, I, which is really interesting because he's always a must ban. Yeah. At this time. So that was interesting. Um, next game. Next game. I wanted to get one, one liner note. Oh, in. sorry. Go ahead. Um, so as far as Pyrian goes, I said this in our uh, last podcast, Pyrian is a, big time Azir player and Riot right now is making excuses to bring Azir back into the meta they're gonna they're gonna give him like a small small scale rework so that way he's a little bit easier to they say it's to make him easier to balance but I think it's honestly just 
fix the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's to fix the bugs and to bring him back before Worlds starts. I'm, so, I'm okay with that. So I'm hoping that uh, Pyrian gets to jump back on Azir because he was really good. It was like he was really entertaining to watch on Azir. Um, so yeah, on to the next match. We have FlyQuest versus Dignitas. Yeah, um, FlyQuest lost. Tell us about it. <laughs> so pretty much some days like, hey, I see what you're doing, Hooney. I know you just pulled out Lucian <laughs> at 2 a.m. our time. So he pulls out Lucian Top here and just destroys everybody. Uh, really good to see Someday show was, showcase why he's Someday. You what know? was like, his build? I want to see the build on this this dude. I don't right have here. it in front of me. I'm, I'm bringing it up right now. All right, go ahead. So this was game one. All right, so let's see. So he went Lucian Top, and he built, and I Blade quote, of the Ruin King Blade of the Ruin King, Black Cleaver... He went with a uh, Quicksilver Sash. He Ninja went Ninja Tabby. Tabby, Phantom Dancer, and an IE. Yep. Yep, that's a winner. And then if you look at the next game, who did they give him this next? Fiora. <laughs> like, the one the one champion you don't give someday is Fiora. And they gave, they gave him Fiora. Uh, so yeah, this is a wrongful stop. Uh, Did he do that full lifesteal spirit visage build? I don't know, to be honest with you. I you guys have anything on these two games? Uh, I, think, I think they would have won with all tech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Someday back to form, because I know people were giving him a lot of criticism towards the end of last split. As to whether he was worth the the price that Dignitas paid for him. Which, I don't know if we actually know the monetary value of what they paid for him, but I know that when he appeared on Dignitas, everyone was like, oh, It's someday! Yeah. yeah. Um, Hope it works out. Yep. Um, Next up, uh, Fox vs. Team Liquid. Fox versus Pretty Team much. Liquid. Uh, Fox won. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about this one... Notice uh, how I won, didn't say Team Liquid low. lost. Huh? Notice how I didn't say Team Liquid lost. I said Fox won. It's different. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so Fox 2-0s. Uh, the interesting about this one is Team Liquid uh, brings in Slushy in the mid lane, which I don't think Golden Glue was the issue. I honestly think it's Piglet. But that's just me. I'm a salty person. Um, Froggen pulled out Echo against Asyndra, which is like Jensen's staple pick. Uh, so it's nice to see. Fro- I don't know if Froggen played it at all last year, or last split, but you can definitely see that their little coaching sessions are really helping this team out, because um, in the next game specifically ended in 28 minutes. Like This team is really starting to revamp itself, and really knows what they need to do and in the game. Granted, um, in the second game, Gate pulls out Sejuani and has like a fail play bottom lane, but somehow turned it around. Like that's just it was too funny. So this um, this first match happens, and uh, the kills and assists and deaths across the board total 
total number of deaths on TL was four. Yeah. Total number of deaths on Fox was three. This match went to 42 minutes. Yeah, it was really boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Uh, this one, uh, yeah, this one specifically was, uh, uh, it's, it, they had like the CLG philosophy where all they were trying to do was one specific strat, and if it didn't work, then they wouldn't go for it. So this was definitely a Baron. Um, they kept playing with Baron to try to win the game. And if they didn't have Baron, they weren't going to win the game. Gotcha. So, yes, this game one was long, but game, I think game two makes up for it significantly. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it, game two only went 28 minutes, and Froggen popped way off. Uh, the only deaths on... Fox was on Looper. He went even. He went three and three. And Sejuani uh, support on Gate, which was zero and one. So, yeah, which is fun to see. I mean, I hope this is the new. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Sejuani support. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay. I don't want that. I, I I like interesting picks. I mean, Gate was the first one to pull out. Uh, what is her name? Oh, no. They could do it in pro play. I don't want to see it in my queue. I oh, yeah. I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want to be queuing up for a match and have the uh, the person who got autofilled to support be like, you know what? I saw Gate do this on Sejuani. Yeah, that's Gate, and you are not him. You don't do that. You you play something reasonable for your support role, sir. Please. Who's the who's the who's the top who's the top lane champion that walks on to uh crap. She has like hooks. What is her name? Oh, huh. you're talking about Camille? Camille. Gates the one that pulled out Camille support. Okay. And made that it that was brilliant though. Yeah. Him so on, I'm just saying. Him on Camille support was brilliant. No doubt. Okay. So I'll give I'll give you uh I'll give you credit there. All right, so that those were the matches for uh, the cool. week one of Summer Split 2017 for NA. Um, so the this way the has gone long. Look out. Yeah, so the <laughs> way the standings work, uh, Echo Fox, uh, CLG, Team Dignitas, and Immortals all tied for first with two wins, zero losses. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Team Envy, TSM, tied for second for one and one. And then you have the last place teams, Phoenix One, Cloud Nine, FlyQuest, Team Liquid, all 0-2. Uh, the interesting things about this, uh, longest all game the middle time. Of the pack, all the middle <laughs> of the pack teams from last split are now number one. Yeah. Our, top, our Rift Rivals um, uh, teams are, are kind of in the bottom tier, mid-tier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess we don't need to talk. I just uh, Zach most banned twenty two. The next closest was LeBlanc at twenty. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting. Highest win rate Bard at a hundred percent. Tom Canch at a hundred percent. Most pick was Lulu and uh, Lulu Varus and Karma at thirteen. Thirteen picked. Thir- yeah. An interesting stat I want to bring up real quick is Cloud9's Ray died 10 times while isolated from the rest of his team during Cloud9's five games this weekend. 
He had 14 isolated deaths in 10 games throughout the entire 2017 spring split. Wow. That's a lot. Like, that is a, that's a big factor of a team not doing well. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, so, uh, Most next kills week, on pole belter. Yeah. Uh, I'll go on that. Yeah. Hey, he did, he did really good. I'm really impressed with him. I am so happy with pole belter. I am so happy I picked him as my mid laner for that fantasy league. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so for EU, their schedule next week looks like they start Thursday, June 8th. It's uh, Misfits versus Ninjas in Pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have G2 versus Fnatic. Should be a good game. This will be G2 at their fullest, um, but they won't have that much scrim time together. So it'll be a pro- hopefully a good game, like a close one. Uh, the next day, Friday, June 9th, day two is Splies vs. Vitality and Mysterious Monkeys vs. Unicorns of Love. Mm-hmm. Saturday, June 10th is Misfits vs. Rocket, Ninjas in Pajamas vs. G2. And then Sunday, you have Splies vs. Mysterious Monkeys, Unicorns of Love vs. H2K. And yeah, fun stuff. No one's going to watch them though, right? I probably <laughs> will watch the G2 Fanatic game. And the UOL versus H2K. Those are probably going to be pretty hype. Any comments? Mm, I'm not watching any of those. <laughs> oh, I'll probably watch G2. Yeah. yeah. Fnatic. I'm yeah. Really it should, about it that see, I, it this is what will happen for me. I will, I will go like, oh, man. I could watch this pro play right now. Or I could take this time to actually play a match myself. Hmm. That's why you dual screen it, dude. I I got a 17-inch laptop I'm working from, man. (laughs) Dual screening is not not a thing. Oh, that's right. right Because you're not sponsored by Rocket. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sponsored by Rocket. (laughs) Um, They're sponsoring me next week. Uh, So next week, everyone, please, uh, you know, when you go to buy your Rocket merch, just uh, leave Twisted Trio as... uh, your uh, do hashtag twisted trio. You'll get ten percent off your next purchase. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next week for NALCS week two, uh, they start Friday, June 9th. It'll be P one versus Cloud Nine. Hopefully, Cloud Nine bounces back. And then you have Immortals versus Envy. Going to be a snooze fest. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday. Think, okay, so so what worries me about this coming week is that I think Immortals has like the easy. Like I said that I think Immortal Immortals had the hardest matches of this past uh-huh. weekend, and uh-huh. now I think this coming weekend they're going to have the easiest matches. But caveat, they could totally underestimate FlyQuest or Envy and end up just crapping on the snowball that they've just created so i worry okay we'll see only time will tell right anyway dignitas tsm yeah fox clg immortals fly quest nvtl you're really gonna want to watch that nvtl match (laughs) Um, it's gonna be hype not as hype as a rocket uh orihem game uh, the rocket orihem (laughs) <laughs> Rocket Orihem. Um, so I think Fox, I'm going to say Echo Fox probably has the hardest matches of the coming weekend. 
They're up against CLG, who we just saw is looking pretty dominant right now. And they will be going up against C9, who didn't look so dominant this weekend, but I never count them out. Right. So that's so. what he's talking about is Sunday's games, June 11th. It's going to be Fox versus Cloud9, Dignitas versus Team Liquid, CLG versus TSM, definitely a game to watch right there. And then uh, P1 versus FlyQuest. Yeah. Uh, any any particular game stand out to you, Caesar? Uh, FlyQuest and Immortals. <laughs> I'm actually interested in that match. Wait, which week are we talking about? I mean, which day? Uh, in any of uh, any game next week. It's just because I'm really interested to see on how well Turtle. Uh, is going to be doing since I know he's still kind of new and they're still kind of working out with him. And I'm also interested to see how Poe Belter and Xmithy will still work out. So I'm curious, are you um, waiting anyways. for are you waiting for Wild Turtle to do Wild Turtle things, then bench him, bring Alltech in, and he just just like revamps himself? I don't think he'll actually get benched. Um, I'm looking more or less for Moon to start coming back. Oh, true. Because that's the that's probably my go-to next is Moon and High and High Moon, you know, as I once Ooh. said before. That's yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm also just the Paul Belter um, Xmithy. Well, so. so that's an interesting match for me. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, uh, I think uh, I think next week we'll just touch up on. Uh, we started a fantasy league, but we didn't get points because we started too late, so we have to wait till next week. So we can just go over that stuff next week. Yeah, that sounds good to me. We'll talk about our teams, who we picked, who's winning, who's losing, and what prize will be at stake. See you <laughs> next time on Twisted Trio Live. Yeah. So if you like us, check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, the Twisted Trio Podcast on Facebook. Uh, leave a like and please share it. If you share it, we will put you in a drawing. And at the end of the week, we will be pulling from the drawing and we'll win a free skin. Uh, just a fun little thing. What, what uh, date qualifies as the end of the week, Mr. Weber? Well, I don't want to say anything because uh, <laughs> it hasn't been shared at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so once we start getting shares, the end of that week, uh, yeah. Okay, so, we so the first week we get shares. <laughs> At the end of that so week. So in like three months from now. You we'll have a chance it. to get yeah. a skin. Got it. Pretty much. I mean, hey, if, if you're the only one and you leave you leave it and psh, you get the free skin, like whatever. That's cool. Um, yeah. <sighs> Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please email us. We love to hear any feedback. Uh, you can even ask us questions. We'll read them on air if you want. That'll be at mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. And do you guys have anything else? Mm, have a wonderful night, everyone, and peace out. <laughs> Later, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, Caesar, for coming on. So, uh, for me, I'm Brennan Comey Nighthawk Weber, here with Camping Dragon Medina. And special guest, Caesar Athopolis Salazar. And we'll catch you next time. Later. Here we go. Yeah.